BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. How the hell are you? What? And I cannot stress this enough. The fuck is going on? I have a great pillow that sits on my couch that these lovely ladies who came to one of my shows gave me in. The pillow says, what? And I cannot stress this enough. The fuck. So uh, what the fuck (laughs) are we doing? Oh, should I say buongiorno? Because I'm basically an Italian citizen now. Fresh off my month in Italy, we have so much to unpack, so much to recap. But I'm going to go ahead and tell you this right now. I'm going to tell you this right now. This could be a 25-part series. And I've realized that I do so much for you. I am a very giving entertainer. I am a selfless friend, if you will. I provide you so much content, fun, and really relatability that it's, (laughs) honestly, it's embarrassing for me. I cannot tell you how many managers, agents, publicists, People in the biz, if you will, have said, hey, Heather, don't share so much. Keep it to yourself for, you know, your upcoming television show or your tours. And I say, no, I got to give the people in real time what the fuck is happening. And I cannot stress this enough. What what the fuck is happening in my life? But there are some golden nuggets that I that can only be recapped on the tour in the fall. And if you don't know this as a comedian, It actually takes people years, if not months, to come up with a new hour of material. And if you came out on my last tour, I give you, I give you a solid hour 30, sometimes hour 50, and y'all have already fallen asleep. Worth of material. So I've got some nuggets that I'm I I will I will devein, I will debone, if you will, on stage. They are layered. I feel like the new tour has already been written. There's so much to unpack and to discuss, but I'll give you some other pointers here today on the, um, on the podcast that I think we can really dive into. But if you're like, oh, Heather, I want to hear about this and the golf clubs and all this, we'll discuss it on stage because it is fucking layered. And if you think that I'm going to, if you're like, oh, maybe Heather's not saying some things because she wants to protect her marriage. (laughs) 
That's not the case, Brenda. That's not the case, Tammy. No, 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 no. Guess what? Jeff will be je ne sais quoi, roasted like a suckling pig come the fall tour, which was going to be the comeback tour. It might be the honeymoon tour. I got to figure out the branding on it. No, 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 no. If you're worried about me holding back for the sanctity of my marriage, for the bond of my relationship, <laughs> absolutely not am I holding back. Okay, this motherfucker put me through the ringer for 30 days. What I will discuss is, you know, most people, most normal, healthy people with a a, a strong sense of, uh, I don't know, personal boundaries, probably also a hormonal balance, would go on a honeymoon for maybe two weeks, travel around, maybe stay at a nice resort for two weeks, you know, and that's a normal amount of time. I decided to add another, you know, I'd say roughly 20 days to that. So Jeff and I were gone for a little bit more than a month and it was two weeks too long. And that's all I'm going to say. Not for being in Italy. I'll tell you this right now. I'm home and I'm not trying to sound like a brat. I understand that I am so richly blessed. I am God is good. Thank you, Lord, for that opportunity. But I will say this, being home whatever we got in late last night. It's just everything in the States is already stressful. You know, I've already had diarrhea that didn't happen. Like, I don't know why, but it's already, I feel like I'm, I'm itching a little. The anxiety's back. And I know that's a personal problem that I need to work through. And again, I'm richly blessed. There's nothing to be anxious about. There's really nothing to be anxious about. But I think it's just kind of the idea, you know, we're jumping back into work. I've got a new tour to write. Um, I'm doing some private gigs. I've got the script to finish, you know, chapters and a thing to do. Like there's a lot of shit to happen. And my my team was kind enough to basically say, Heather, turn off your phone, actually live your life. You know, we want you to take the time off because the tour nearly killed me. And, but we're back, we're back. And it's just walking into a house of disaster, you know? I mean, we have another guest bedroom in our house and, oh God, this already makes me sound like a fucking cunt. We have this room in our house that's like just for my tour stuff. (laughs) No, it's actually my old childhood bedroom. And it's a guest bedroom. But right now I just have it like all my costumes and posters and lanyards. And we've just made it really organized. And it's like my tour closet, right? Because I'm on the road every fucking weekend. I walked in there this morning because that's also the bathroom that I like to blow up, if you know what I'm saying. And it's just there's so much shit everywhere. Because getting ready to leave for the wedding was an absolute disaster. I was working, when I say I was working 18-hour days, and I know what you're thinking, Heather, you're a fucking comedian. Like, what? You're not, you're not in the hospital removing tumors. I agree. But when you are in Hollywood, people see that they can make money off of you, and then they get really hungry and greedy. And they're like, you have 95 things to do before you say I do. So I just want you to know, we need you to get all these things done. So I was unhinged. I was unglued. I'm running around. My office is a fucking disaster. The tour room, it just looks like, I mean, it looks like a hoarder, but it's just shit from the road. Anyways, I'm sorry. I'm rambling. I'm emotionally distraught. What I will say, though, about this is I learned a lot about myself on this trip. I learned a lot about my marriage. I love Jeff more than anything in the world. But at one point I looked at him. (laughs) We were on the beach in Puglia. And I looked at him and I said, wow, 
I didn't realize this honeymoon was just going to bring out some major existential character flaws that I've now realized in you. And he's like, oh, and I'm like, oh, you're not listening to me because you've had your ear pods in for the last 65 hours listening to a swear to God, other podcasts about golf. And I'm like, you know, I love that he has a healthy hobby. Golf is a healthy thing. You walk, it's it's nice on the knees. It's it's a sport he can play forever. If you know me and you really know, I love golf because I played golf growing up. But it has become, after Jeff carried around these golf clubs all over Italy, it's become such a, a bed sore. That's the only way to describe it. It's like, I've been laying in a medically induced coma for the last month and a half on the same side of my hip. And it's just a festering, oozing sore of resentment because Jeff has, he becomes almost so hyper-focused, such tunnel vision where he just becomes like sickly, weirdly obsessed when he gets into something. It could be anything. It could be now he's on this fucking kick about growing our own garden. Great. Again, healthy things to be funneling all of your fucking extra time on. I love it. I can't wait to have rosemary and mint at my disposal. You know what I mean? At the ready. Can't wait to have a cherry tomato outside the window of my office in the basement that I can pluck and pop in the back of my throat when my energy's feeling low and I'm feeling nostalgic for the motherland, which is Italy. But he just gets on these, like these almost spectrumy, really genuinely, that's the way, that's the best way to describe it. He just becomes hyper obsessed and focused. So there were moments that I thought we were having heart to hearts on the beach in Italy. Here we are at this beautiful resort. I'm holding his hand. I'm just talking for hours on end about our plans for the future. What do we want to name our children? You know what I mean? Like these are my, this is my five-year goal. I have no fucking idea that this motherfucker has his ear pods in. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because he's sitting under the umbrella. I'm My back's slightly turned towards him, but our hands are still touching because my legs are in the sun, but I'm covering my chest and my face per Dr. Nelson Castillo's request. Actually, he told me to get one of those burkinis, which is a full burka burkini. Where you, I mean, you're fully covered because, you know, he says the sun is the devil. And I said, Dr. Nelson, you already have a fat pad you have to remove from my back. What's a couple moles, you know? It is what it is. I need the vitamin D to feel replenished. These are my famous last words. Just, I already know this is going to come back to bite me in the ass. It's back to work, back to business. And you know what? From websites and online stores to marketing tools and analytics, Squarespace is the all-in-one platform to build a beautiful online presence and run your business. Okay, we're back in the thick of things. Okay, we're back in the swing of things. I'm gonna have to put new tour dates up. I'm gonna have to put new things up on the website. You know what I love? Squarespace. Why do I love Squarespace? Because it makes running the website and all of this jazz so freaking easy. They've got e-commerce. You can add your, all your social media accounts can be connected which is amazing. I can add 
the Twitters, the TikToks, the Instagrams, the Bebops, whatever the kids are doing these days, the Vimeo, all of it can be in one space on your site. Also, you can look at your traffic overview. You own your content. You can do email campaigns, collect donations, social sharing, analytics, blogging tools, and so, so, so much more. Don't be a dummy. Y'all make your life easy. Go to squarespace.com and sign up. Here's the thing. Go to squarespace.com slash absolutely for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code absolutely to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Again, that is go to squarespace.com slash absolutely for a free trial. And then when you're ready to launch, use offer code absolutely to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I've said this a million times, work smarter, not harder. Don't make your life difficult. I know launching a website can seem daunting, but if you go to squarespace.com slash absolutely, you're going to make your life easier. And I always give you that real, real, real good, good tea. So go to squarespace.com slash absolutely. But anyways, I'm holding Jeff's hand. Literally, you know, the Pisces in me just needs a moment, needs a moment to connect to talk it out. I love communicating. That's why I love this podcast. It, I love hearing from y'all. It's like a warm, fuzzy blanket of just, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, my love language is time. I love spending time. I don't need gifts. I don't need bullshit. That's why I was so excited about the wedding. I just wanted to spend time with my friends. That's it. With my friends, my family, the people that I love, that's all I wanted. And here I am holding Jeff's hands just really you know, his hand. So imagine I'm sitting in a, on a gorgeous chaise lounge beach chair and Jeff's fully under the umbrella and I'm a little out, right? So he's just a quarter inch behind me because I scooted up a little bit to keep my face covered, but my legs in the sun. And I am just spilling my marital guts to him. And I notice he's not reacting. Babe, what do you think about that? What do you think about the name charity for a baby? <laughs> You know what I mean? That's not the baby name, but just go there. What do you think about chastity for our baby girl that's on ice? And I just noticed he's not responding. And then, then I said, you know what? I'm my neck already hurts from from giving him BJ's, which never again. It's done. It's a wrap. Blew him twice. That's it. You're welcome. On the honeymoon, you got it. I can't turn though. You know what I mean? I can't turn to the right. So I'm not even really checking in to see if he's engaged. And then I realized he's really not responding. And in in my heart for a split second, I'm like, my God, he's so, he's just taking it all in. He doesn't know what to do. He's just like, he's absorbing my words as his partner in life, like a sponge, like a sponge at a fucking Denny's diner, you know, just sopping up the grease of emotion. And then I, and then I'm like, or this motherfucker isn't listening to me. (laughs) So I do a test and this is the easiest test, ladies and gentlemen. Doesn't matter if it's your partner, husband, girlfriend, lover. Try this. If, you're, if your significant other is a, even a bigger fat ass than you are, because you know, when I hear lunch, it's like, let's go. But I said, what do you want for lunch? There was no response. I did it again. Beat. And in my mind, I'm going, one, one thousand. Two and thousand, you're gonna fucking kill him. He hasn't been listening the whole time. And then I turn and I go, 
Uh, no, I still can't turn. Excuse me. I go, honey, a little louder to test, you know, honey, are you ready to go in for lunch? No motherfucking response. And then I use my crippled neck that I've been using from blowing this guy. And I slightly turn to the right and I just go and I see he has been listening to his, you know, PGA tour, his uh, podcast about how to be a better, how to be a better chipper and putter, how to work on your shark game with Randy, whatever the fuck. (laughs) Guys, I, I didn't even see red. I didn't even see yellow. I saw if you take red and blue and you mix it together, it becomes purple. Okay. That's how the color wheel works. So I want you to take the anger from red, the blue of the ocean, where I'm about to drown my husband, and I put them together and it created purple. And purple's the color of bruises. And that's what I saw. I saw immediate, immediate physical harm. And I just turned barely now with my whole body. So now my shoulders are in the sun. My torso is turned and I'm looking directly at him. And this motherfucker has his eyes closed, listening to his podcast of reporting live from the 18th green. This is somebody who doesn't know about golf, reporting about golf, teaching my husband who also doesn't know about golf, about golf. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, I'm fucking crazy today. And it was it. That was it. The lights went down in Georgia. I didn't even snap. I just said, I am beautiful. (laughs) I'm just singing with one tear rolling down my cheek, just singing, I am beautiful in every single way. We probably don't have the copyright for that. And I'm just acapella singing that at a resort. And people around me are looking like, wow, oh, yes, yes, she is a star. And I just got up and had a clam spaghetti, okay, which is fucking perfect pasta by myself and realized Jeff didn't even realize that I had gotten up. That's how, like, deep the layers of trauma from this honeymoon are. I haven't even really had the conversation with Jeff yet. It was like in that moment, I could either choose to be locked up Anna Knox style for the rest of my life, although she's free now. And, you know, I think the justice system figured that one out. I could either be locked up raw like Anna Knox in Italy, or I could pick myself back up and just look towards the ocean, look a seagull dead ass in the fucking eyes and go, this honeymoon was too long. And just then go have lunch by myself. And then Jeff walks up like an hour later. He's like, where have you been? What? I thought we were having lunch at three. I'm like, it's 445, motherfucker. And I'm just like, you know what I mean? I've now had a bottle of wine to myself so that I can pump the brakes and cool the jets. And I haven't even discussed it with him. I had a full, I, I poured my heart out for an hour and a half while this motherfucker was listening to his ear pods. Everywhere we went, he had his ear pods in. Like, I get it. Just say you need a fucking time away from me, Jeff. Listening to his ear pods. We're in the airport. And I'm like, hey, we got to get our bags. Or, oh, can you grab my over? And he's like, and he's always annoying. Like, what? Hold on. Let me pause my podcast. Wait, wait, wait. What were you saying? What, what were you trying to say to me? And then one time he scoffed. He was like, oh, hold on. Let me pause it. Oh, oh, what was that? 
And I'm telling you guys because I can't get in to see my therapist right now, but I'm telling y'all this because I almost motherfucking snapped. And I had, uh, instead of addressing, we addressed a few problems in our marriage on the trip, mostly over dinner after I'd had a couple cocktails. But there were moments where I just said, I'm going to add this to my list. It's going in the show. That way, this entire honeymoon can be a write-off. The trauma is so layered, so ridiculous, so insane. But the number one thing I want to say right now is just Jeff, and, I, and I'm grateful that he listens to my podcast. And he did tell me at one point when he was listening to my podcast, he's like, listen to an episode from last week. Really funny. Also, this is kind of like marriage counseling. Like, I already know what you're mad at me for before I even have to uh, talk to you. You know what voice I'm doing right now? You know that really cute, adorable, redheaded kid from that news clip who was like, apparently the roller coaster makes you go upside down. Apparently, actually, apparently. I'm doing that kid right now. That is that is who Jeff is. <laughs> if you don't know who I'm talking about, apparently, just look up the kid, just look up apparently kid. And this it's the most adorable child you ever see in your life. And he's getting interviewed on the news. He's like, actually, apparently the, we were at the state fair and there's a lot of corn dogs, apparently, allegedly. So Jeff literally at one point on the train pulls out his earbuds. And he's like, um, apparently this is uh, marriage counseling for you. And it's really good because I already know what you're mad at me for. So I know what to apologize for before um, next week. And he puts his ear pod back in. I'm like, yeah. So I want you to know that this, this episode is not for y'all. It's for, it's for me warning Jeff that if he continues to live life with his ear pods in, I'll kill him. Okay. <laughs> but I need y'all to know that the tour in the fall is going to be fucking insane. We're figuring out the dates right now. We're also figuring out all the shit with the special. Little hiccups with some theaters. So we got to figure all that out. But that is also going to happen. So it's layered. There is so much to discuss. But that is one of the moments where I, I just, you know, and so many people message me, gay couples, straight couples, it didn't matter. People message me and they're like, buckle up. They're like, we already can tell you've been on this honeymoon too long. And it wasn't like being in Italy didn't bother me. I mean, Jeff at the end was unhinged, uh, feathers ruffled. He's literally like walking through one of the airports and he's like, fuck this country. My grandparents are from here, but fuck them. And, and there are a lot of inefficiencies, okay? But also I knew coming back to America, I was just going to have an eczema flare-up, acid reflux, crippling diarrhea and put on 15 pounds. So I'm cruising. You know what I mean? I'm so happy to not be at work. I'm literally like, listen, I'm... I will drink a bottle of cheap wine at the airport in Bari next to this fan that's, you know, doesn't really work and sit on my, my away suitcase for the next 45 minutes while we wait for a cab and be fine. There's one mistake I made while packing for Europe. It was, I didn't bring probiotics. I didn't bring seed. And I genuinely really love this product. And it was a huge red flag for me in my packing. I don't know what, I left it on the counter completely. It just missed the bag. And therefore I didn't go to the bathroom for about six days on the tail end of uh, the trip, really at the front end and the tail end. And I, and I should have done better. I should have packed my Seeds DS01 Daily Symbiotic, which is literally the real deal. 
What is Daily Symbiotic? It's a broad-spectrum two-in-one probiotic and prebiotic, a proprietary formulation of 24 distinct probiotic strains and scientifically studied dosages, proprietary engineered two-in-one capsule that protects probiotics through the digestive system to ensure delivery to the colon. If you've ever taken a probiotic before and never felt a difference, it's likely because a good bacteria wasn't surviving your GI tract. Seed is designed differently, and that's why it works. Literally, I cannot drive this home enough. When you are traveling, you must take pre and probiotics with you. Try Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic. Start a new healthy habit today. Visit Seed, S-E-E-D dot com slash absolutely and use code absolutely to redeem 20% off your first month of Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic. That's Seed.com slash absolutely and use code absolutely when you go. Okay? So again, that's Seed seed.com slash absolutely. And it's seeds DS01 daily symbiotic. You know what I like? Blocking out the haters. You know what I like? Blocking out those sun rays. And I really love Gooder. Why? Because Gooder makes $25 active sunglasses for anyone. I got a bunch of Gooders sent to me and they're freaking awesome. Okay. I never leave home without a pair. They're comfortable, lightweight, perfect for a weekend hike. Plus they look good. I wear mine when I'm doing active things. When I'm on a walk, you know, um, I'm getting my morning walk in, getting those steps in. And you know, when that like summer Georgia heat hits you and you're just sweating, the cool thing is the Gooder sunglasses stay on my face. Other sunglasses kind of slip off, but these have a nice grip to them. They stay on my face. They're comfortable, lightweight. Don't slip or bounce when you're running, having fun. So if you're an athlete, like if you're just like me and you're doing a stellar hardcore um, speed walk, speed race walk, they're perfect. But if you also want to like brag and I don't know, do a marathon or run, Gooders will also be good for that as well. They're also affordable. So you can take them anywhere without worrying about losing them, breaking them. And I think y'all know there's like a cardinal rule. If you spend money, a lot of money on sunglasses, you will lose them. But that Gooder pair of $25 active sunglasses will literally always stay with you. I'll have those bad boys no matter what. I think it's like Murphy's law. If you spend more than $25 on sunglasses, you will lose them. With names like Operation Blackout and Don't Tab Shame Me, I know you'll find a pair that speaks to you. You can use code ABSOLUTELY to get 15% off your entire order at Gooder. Let me spell it out for you. That's G-O-O-D-R.com. G-O-O-D-R.com slash absolutely to get 15% off your entire order. Again, Gooder.com slash absolutely. I'm easy to travel with. Maybe Jackie Schimmel will say I'm not. I'm easy to travel with. Like once I'm there, I, give me a snack and a glass of wine. I, I find everything funny. So for me, like when there were delays and all this shit, you know, the fucking taxis are on strike, the air traffic controls on strike, empower the people. I don't know what they're fighting for, but they're fighting for something and you got to give it to them. I mean, is it wildly inconvenient for every buddy who's trying to travel and continue to live their normal lives? For sure. But I'm also like, they stand for something. You know what I mean? Also, I think people who work in the airline biz, they probably should strike because as somebody who is a frequent traveler, and I always like to think that I hold myself to a high standard. I'm always kind to the people on the flight. You know, if, the, if things get canceled for weather delay, I'm not freaking out at a fucking gate agent. If there's a tornado, I don't want to fucking fly through it. Mark, I don't know why you're screaming at the fucking gate agent. A, they have nothing to do with the, with what goes up in the air. And B, if there's a fucking twister, sit down and shut the fuck up. Also, this is something that's going to piss me off. Absolutely not to the fact that I'm already back home. 
And I, I'm now eating just protein bars from Trader Joe's. Solid protein bars. Not going to lie. These are actually delicious. But they're the barbell ones. Not sponsored. I'm just letting you know. Because that's all I can muster. And you know what? Let's, we're going to get into the authenticity of the food system in Italy. We're going to get into that in just a second. But I'm already pissed. So now that I just took a bite of that and then I took it out of my mouth because I realized I'm actually doing a podcast right now where the only thing you want to hear is, is my voice and not me chewing because that's fucking disgusting unless you want to send money and I will absolutely do mukbang on YouTube. If you don't know what mukbang is, it sounds like a gangbang. It's not. Mukbang is where you eat like a lot of food. And you have, it's like ASMR, but also it's like a visual thing where you can watch people eat. And I think it's a big thing in like Korea and Japan. I see a lot of very fabulous Asian women on the internet doing it a lot and they're not topless or anything. They're like fully clothed eating like fried chicken or slurping down noodles or some shit. And I'm like, I would eat all those fucking things. I love Asian food. I love, I would eat anything. You want to, you want me to watch, like watch me choke on a, on the cheese on the inside of a mozzarella stick, like dipped in ranch. Like, fuck yeah. Will you send me money? Great. We'll definitely, I am going to warn you guys, we'll absolutely be hawking a lot of things. And you know me, I always say treat a brand. If I'm, you know, doing Instagram ads or something, it's because I've already said, I've done my research. I'm like, yeah, this is legit. Y'all know I keep it one hundo, but I've got to pay for that trip. That trip became exponentially more expensive as we continued on our journey. So just need you to know, she's in credit card debt. That's what's up. But wait, let's get into real quick. Let's get into the food situation. All right. Now, listen, I saw some meme and everybody kept sending me this like TikTok of this girl being like, if you're not in Europe right now talking about how the food is so much better. It was like, I, I think it was somebody doing a comedic bit, but I can't even fucking tell anymore on TikTok if people are actually being funny or if they're just legit like sad. I don't know. That's why I've kind of chosen to stay away and everyone's like, that should be in TikTok. And I'm like, we'll be my assistant and make it a fucking TikTok. Because I'm over here pouring my heart and soul out to my husband who's been listening to a fucking golf podcast for the last two hours. And I know what every guy who's listening is thinking right now. That's the way to keep a healthy marriage. That's what you should do. <laughs> I listen to golf podcast all day while my wife tells me about her internal issues. <laughs> I don't know what voice that was. That was just, oh, that was a guy from Office Space. You know, Stapler. That, that's him. Anyways, I know that all the guys, all the men, you know, gay or straight are like, yeah, we tune out our spouse all the time. And I, I tune out Jeff a fair amount. But the problem is Jeff doesn't really communicate. So then when you do get him talking, like at dinner at night, when we were at places, he just wanted to like look at his phone and I just would panic. And I'd be like, put your motherfucking phone down. I know that we have been together and not seen another soul for like the last 18 days, but ask me something new about myself. I was literally like, that is my one rule. Put your phones down at dinner. Put, put your fucking phone down at dinner. And Jeff's over there. He mindlessly scrolls. He'll scroll for six and a half hours. And I'm like, hey, honey, unless you're scrolling your Shopify account and making money, I don't like put it down. Because one thing is a lot of people said you will never get this time back, right? Again, my love language is time. You're never gonna get this time back. Enjoy it. But by day eight, we were just both staring at the wall. Meanwhile, I still think we're having a real emotional, physical connection, mental. Our mental fortitude is just as strong as a Coliseum, you know, a little Rome throwback, but it wasn't. Jeff had just tuned me out and, you know, he could have been looking at porn for three and a half hours on his phone. Meanwhile, I'm over here just like, I would love to turn and look at you, but I blew you last night. My neck is cramped. So that's the other thing. I did like a calculus. <laughs> you know what I got? I got to save that for tour. 
I got to save it. Some of this material is so fucking good. I know you're going to get mad, but do you know how hard it is to write another hour and 10, hour 15? It's hard. So some of this I got to say. But regardless, I was talking to nobody for about mm, two and a half weeks of our entire honeymoon. You know what I mean? Just talking, just talking to the wind, talking to the fucking wind. And you know what? I would just like to say this for the men who I know are listening to this episode and you're doing a fucking deep eye roll lesson right now. And you're like, oh, well, I never listen to my wife. <laughs> Jokes on. Jokes on, you know, Christina. I know. I know how many dudes are doing this right now. But let me tell you something right now, motherfucker. Motherfuckers. <laughs> Actually, not even motherfucker is the right word because you're not fucking our mothers. Because <laughs> they said we're done. <laughs> we're done though. Y'all couldn't make it without us. And you know, I was always like, I never want to be that person who's like, they couldn't make it. They can't make it. Like there are moments on the honeymoon where I was just like, how has Jeff made it this far in life? Period. Period. You know what I mean? Like how did we, how did we get here? How did you get here? You are lucky that I am here putting up with your shit right now. (laughs) You know what I mean? Damn. But let's get into, wait, I'm so ADD. It's unbelievable. There's just so much to unpack. Let's get into the food thing. So yeah, these TikTokers, I've been like, you know, you're, you know, fucking annoying right now if you're in Italy. It was probably some woman who actually fucking hates me who's just literally doing an Instagram only to me or a TikTok to me. You know, you're like an annoying cunt in Italy right now if you're talking about how the food helps you lose weight and you feel refreshed by eating carbs all day. But I was like, yeah, but I do. This is all I'm going to say. I I lost weight on our honeymoon, which my doctor thought for a while. She's like, this is probably what's going to happen. You're going to get to Italy. You're going to finally relax. You're going to have a three weeks where you no one is barking in your ear and begging you to do shit to cash checks for their benefit. You're finally going to have like three weeks of just selfishness. You know what I mean? And you're going to be able to relax. Guys, this this was my morning routine. Wake up every morning. I didn't go to bed most nights till like two or three. Wake up, full fat cappuccino, whole milk. Full fat cappuccino, two or three pastries. Maybe a scrambled egg. They don't really do breakfast in Italy. Like they, they do eggs, but they really only do them for Americans. I mean, honestly. Also saw a great thing and I can't remember who sent it to me and I don't know who said it, but this... I'm paraphrasing. So please, if you're the author of this, please forgive me. I am not taking credit for this. But there was like a a meme on Twitter or Instagram that said like, Italians go so hard in the paint for lunch and dinner. That's why they have nothing left to give at breakfast. And I was like, that's such a great point. Like every fucking day, I had a two and a half hour lunch with six bottles of wine, full dessert. Every dinner, it started at nine. I didn't walk out of restaurants till like 1 a.m., 85 different drinks, appetizers, starters, preemie, potty, like all of it, okay? But at breakfast, I mean, you're getting full pastries. I was just eating like this coconut cake when we were in Amalfi for like six weeks straight. That's all I was eating. I get a full fat cappuccino, six or seven pastries, salami, cheese, and fruit. When I'm in the States, if I even have a sip of orange juice, my blood sugar spikes, I've got the shakes, my hair's falling out. I'm like pulling out my eyebrows. Like it's insane. Okay. It's insane. I'm over here raw dogging a fucking shitty protein bar, just kind of sucking on it. 
Remember airheads? Remember those airhead, those like sticks, they came in like blue, white, and you'd suck on an airhead. And you know what? Like you wouldn't really chew on it. You like suck. Well, some people sucked on it. I kind of chewed on them, but you'd get a long airhead stick and you just like suck on it. That was me just sucking on this protein bar today. Like where it's just, now it just looks like a, a sad turd. Like it's, it's gross. It's fucking gross. That's me. Now that I'm back in America, I'm just raw dogging, sucking on an airhead, AKA my protein bar. Just sadly sucking the artificial chocolate coating off the backside of this bad boy. Every morning I'm getting up, I'm having pastries, salami, cheese. Jeff's ordering eggs everywhere, but I go through phases and this is not a pregnancy thing. So don't everybody start shouting that at me. But I, every, every couple months I go through a thing where like eggs or I'm either into them or not into them. So I'm not really doing eggs in the morning. I might have two cappuccinos. That's the other thing. The caffeine ratio in a fucking cup of joe over there, even if you order an American pot of coffee, right? You order a cafe Americano, which is a nice thing of, of basically it's a pot of coffee and they bring you a frothy side of milk if you want it. I could have a cappuccino, two cups of American coffee, and I'm great. I'm golden. I'm skeeting through. I'm ready for a boat day. I'm swimming in the either the Adriatic or the Mediterranean because I'm on both sides. You know what I mean? I'm playing both sides of the fence in Italy. And I'm fine. I'm cruising for lunch every fucking day. When I say that I did not even think twice, I did not even have that sad voice that's been in the back of my head since I was, I would honestly say, six years old being like, don't eat that. That's going to make you fat. Do you know that there was parts of my life where I went like 10 years without like just eating pasta? My whole family's Italian. I just wouldn't eat it because I'd be like, that that makes me fat. Every day for lunch, I had pasta, spaghetti with clams and parsley and butter. And then Jeff and I would split a pizza. And then we get some sort of like Frito Misto where we get like gorgeous fried anchovies and fish and shrimp. And we and I'd have a bottle of white wine, two espressos afterwards. That's the thing. You get drunk at lunch, but it's also because the wine is so pure. You're not getting a fucking headache. Like if I, I like drinking wine and lunch. Drinking wine at lunch is my favorite thing. Yeah. That's my new bitty, my new bop that I wrote. You know what I was so grateful for on the honeymoon? <laughs> my subscription. Listen, you can be having the time of your life. You can be in marital romantic zen bliss, but you know what? It's also good to have somebody to talk to. I love Talkspace because it's affordable. It's a fraction of the cost of in-person therapy. Instead of waiting Sometimes weeks for an appointment, you can send unlimited messages to your therapist 24-7 and they'll engage with you daily, five days a week. It's also an amazing therapist network, which Talkspace has thousands of licensed therapists with years of experience in over 40 specialties, including depression, anxiety, substance abuse, trauma, anger management, relationship issues, food and eating, and so much more. You know they're going to help you with that relationship stuff. I think Talkspace is really healthy, you know? You're on a trip with your spouse. You're like, I need to take a 10 and go talk to somebody and figure out if I'm crazy, if you're actually just the one who's crazy. But Talkspace is absolutely amazing. And I love it. It's also secure. Talkspace is a secure and private way using the latest end-to-end bank grade encryption technology to store client information and complying with the latest HIPAA regulations. That's the biggest thing. You're like, okay, I'm talking to somebody on the internet, but how do I know if this is like legit, this isn't getting broadcast to somebody 
in an episode of Squid Games. You just want to make sure that everything is copacetic. And I love Talkspace because it's secure. It's kind of on demand. It's easy to use. And I love them. And as a listener of this podcast, you'll get $100 off your first month with Talkspace. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com. Make sure to use code ABSOLUTELY to get $100 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's ABSOLUTELY and Talkspace.com. So I'm over here having a bottle of wine at lunch. Jeff and I are cruising. I don't get the headache. I don't get that feeling like if you have one glass of buttery shard at a French bistro in the United States, right? If you have one, you know what I'm talking about. You go to that cute little bistro at the end of the street. You're like, I'm going to have a couple glasses of Chardonnay with my girlfriends. We're going to split a steak frites. I'm three bites into this red meat, four shards later, and I feel like I've just been hit by Jojo Siwa's tour bus. And you know that shit hurts when it hits because it's covered in glitter and, I don't know, maybe misinformation. No one knows. No one knows what's going on. You just feel like shit, but I'm over here chugging the wine. I mean, I had a glass of wine in my hand every day at 11 a.m. Easy. Didn't stop till 2 a.m. The only times I was really hungover in Italy is when I had cocktails. When I had, like, margaritas or you know, a dirty martini. When I mix the liquor, I never drink this much wine at home because I can't handle it. It just, and I, and I get good shit. I get the organic, you know, all that bullshit. And y'all, I was easily two bottles of wine at lunch. And the thing is when you hit the regular espresso or you get a macchiato, which is just a perfect shot of espresso with a little bit of foam on top, you do pop, pop, two of those. Afterwards, you're ready to ride a fucking jet ski. Dude, I was ready to join the Italian Air Force and start flying fighter jets. Like, I am good to go. But yet again, it's the perfect amount of caffeine. I don't know how to describe it. They have a pure, gentle touch to their food. And every lunch, you know, in in America, like, you're lucky if you get 10 minutes off to hit a fucking Chipotle. You've wolfed down half a barbacoa bowl. It's lodged in in the back of your jugular. Your acid reflux is pumping so hard it sets your brain on fire. I'm not saying America, yes, we have our issues, okay? We have our fucking issues. It's a shit show. I'm still very proud to be an American. I'm also grateful for the people who fought for our country, i.e. like, you know, half my older relatives and shit. But there's just something, when it comes to the food system, it's broken. I'm sorry. I will be on a soapbox about this because it's broken. You even go to like a roadside, you go to a fucking gas station in Italy and they're serving fresh paninis and they have salads and they have grilled vegetables and shit. Like everything is just, if there's one thing that they take pride in, it's the food. Okay. And I just reacted better to it. So while Jeff came back with a couple LBs on him, I came back six pounds lighter. My skin's glowing. I feel good. I didn't have acid reflux once. Now I did not shit for five days at the top of the trip. That's wild. You do got to keep the magnesium, make sure you are getting the fiber. But I will stand on the soapbox. If you want to just get yourself right, book a trip, but don't go this summer. Go later. Go like when fall starts, it's actually the perfect time to go to Europe. Go to Italy, go to Paris, go anywhere. Portugal, doesn't matter. Walk and eat the fresh food, but don't give a fuck. Take that sick psychotic guilt in the back of your brain, turn it off, just have some fresh food and you're going to feel, if anything, just it's like, I was able to turn my brain off for a while. I don't know. I'm sorry. Now it's getting emotional. At first, this podcast was just me ripping about Jeff and probably our broken marriage. But now it's me being like, they're 
are trying to kill us with the food here. But they are. They are. And I was looking at my pantry this morning like I didn't want to make breakfast. And I'm just like grossed out by everything. Like I could have stayed in Italy. If you would have brought my mom, my sister, my rigatoni to Italy, I would have been fine. As long as I had my core people, maybe a couple more friends, I would have been fine. But I'll tell you what, though, we did land and we got some Mexican food. There is nothing better than a little white queso. You know what I mean? A chili relleno. And I shoved a taco down my throat so fast. That is the one thing about Italy. It's like everything is so regional. Like if you love Tuscan food, right? Tuscan food's a little bit more heavy. You're going to have a lot more truffles or ragu, you know, or a lot of red meat. You just, it, you don't get it. If you're like down in Apulia, which is Puglia, as we say, and down on the Adriatic side, you're not going to get that. you got to seek out a restaurant that has steak. You know, that's the one thing Jeff was like, it's not, re- it's like in America, you can eat Southern food in fucking Washington. You can eat Japanese barbecue in the tip of Florida. You can have, you know, some of the best Italian food in Maine. It doesn't matter. We have all different types of food everywhere because it's a melting pot. When you're in Italy, you just eat Italian and you only only eat it regionally. So if you were to go back up to Rome, that is, you know, known for the carbonara and the cacio e pepe, you're not getting that down at the boot. All right. If you're down in Amalfi, you're not getting something that they have in the Alto Adige region. It's just the only thing you can get everywhere is the different types of wine. But then you really want to drink the wine regionally. Anyways, what I'm saying is we're all going to die because of the food in America. It is what it is. So while that I was glowing, I was getting dicked down. I was having my husband completely tune me out and not listen to me. I am back to the poisonous lifestyle that is the rat race of America. I already had people telling the invoices that I have for the amount of money that I owe people post-wedding, vendor, all this shit, the bills that I have to pay today, and the protein bar that I have been sucking on like an airhead in the fifth grade is just the anxiety is through the roof and I will pay the bills and I will finish the protein bar and I will put one foot in front of the other because I understand that I'm richly blessed and everything I do is for you. I am a selfless entertainer. I know that I brought you premium content. I know that I bring you, I know that I bring you hot fire giggles all day fucking long. And that's, what's important to me. But mama was, you know, I wasn't dead inside. I was alive. I was feeling reinvigorated. My creativity was flowing. And now that I'm sitting at my desk in my office, I'm realizing all that's gone out the window and I have two months to get ready for another tour, get ready for the special, finish these chapters, do all this shit for everything that's happening, which is very exciting. But I'm going to be dead inside in about a week and a half. Cause everybody wants a cut of me. Imagine I'm a piece of pork. That's what I feel like. It, the, you would be you would be crippled with acid reflux if you saw what's in my fucking inbox right now. The money that people need. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. But it's okay. That's what most people do. You go to work. I mean, the fucking privilege out of my voice right now for being able to take off that time. You know what? No, fuck it. I was able to take time off and do what I wanted to do. I had one person DM me and she was like, you are so privileged to be on vacation. I'm like, yes, I am. I'm not fucking bitching. I'm having the time of my life bringing you giggles. It is okay to go on vacation. And you know what? I'm going to tell you this right fucking now. Anybody who wants to say, you went on vacation for too long, suck my dick. And I mean that hard. You know, in Europe, they just take off the month of August. They just take it off. Cities close, windows are boarded shut. They go on vacation in August. 
Not everybody can, obviously, but they do because it's a nice work-life balance. And I literally had to turn my phone off for three and a half weeks to recollect my soul, to let the spirit of the Lord come back in and fill me up. My love tank in the words of Vicki Gumbelson was empty and now it's full, full of joy, laughter. But I just know that the rat race, I'm the, I'm the hamster on the wheel, baby, and we got to get back into it. So absolutely yes to realizing the character flaws of my husband on our honeymoon, but absolutely not to being back in the rat race, but absolutely yes to seeing your faces. I missed you. I love you. I want to hear your voices. I've been rambling. I've been on one. I'm unhinged. I'm back in the States. I'm sweating. I can feel an ovarian cyst just filling me up, but we will get into more of the, (laughs) more of the, the honeymoon bliss, the wedding bliss. There's so much to discuss really with the wedding. You know what? This is what I would tell you. The number one thing I, um, cause I did get a lot of questions of like, Hey, Heather advice for planning a wedding or whatever. The number one advice I will give to anybody who's planning a wedding, big or small, whatever you do before the wedding, you know, like usually people have a rehearsal dinner the night before, whatever, we just have a bridal party. You're bridal. We didn't do bridal parties because we were like, we're 35. All my friends have had kids. Jeff's friends, you know, I'm inviting everybody to Italy. I just want everybody to hang. I had a couple girlfriends get ready with me. Two of my girlfriends helped me like walk down the aisle with my wedding dress, but I didn't have people like bridesmaids stand up. Like it's the dumbest thing in the world. Also, if you want it, great. If it's going to fill you, great. But if it doesn't, you don't have to do it. You know, don't do it. But what I was going to say is doing a welcome party. And obviously my welcome party was insane, but we had so many people come to Europe. I was like, oh, well, we're going to invite everybody to this welcome party. Having a party the night before the actual wedding where everybody got to meet and everybody got to hang was the best thing that I have ever done. Best thing I've ever done. Because by the time the wedding rolled around the next day, 12 hours later, everybody had already made like friend groups. Like my friends from New York are vibing with my friends from Texas who are vibing with my friends from LA, who are vibing with my friends from Ole Miss and all my Atlanta friends are hanging with the kids from California. Like it was just a fucking vibe. So by the time the wedding came and everybody's at this like seated dinner, everybody's already friends. And the biggest compliment that I got, which truly y'all, this just fills, you know, my love language is time, but this just fills, filled my heart. It was the best compliment, you know, while um, my wedding planner, Jill Romanelli of Tuscan Wedding did a great job. My coordinator, Nicole, did such a fucking phenomenal job. Like I couldn't have done it without these two ladies, literally you know, while the flowers were beautiful and the catering was great and the, you know, the location was phenomenal. The biggest compliment I got was I've never had so much fun with a group of people. I loved your friends. Your friends were so much fun. Oh my God. We made so many new friends. Like every single night, like the whole week, you know, leading up to the wedding because people were trickling in, we would all close down this one bar to like five or 6 a.m. every night, the Odeon in Florence. And everybody's just fucking partying, right? Just partying, partying. And even if you weren't, it was just everybody got to know each other. And, you know, two days after the wedding, when everyone's settling back and they're like, hey, I just want to say thanks for the best wedding of our lives. But also we just made so many new friends and we've already planned trips around Christmas with our new friends from your wedding. It was like everybody was vibing. And as somebody who, you know, you know how obsessed I am with people meeting each other. I'm like, oh my God, you guys are going to be best friends. Like I had more fun doing the seating chart. I was like, oh my God, let's put Gobby next to Retta. Let's put Steven next to, you know, Claire. Ooh. Like I would just get so excited because I love when people meet. I love networking. I love matchmaking. I love forcing my, what I think is my opinion of good people together. 
And to see all of our friends hang out and everybody meet, like my friend Jill, shout out Jillian Davis from LA. She was like, dude, your friends from home fucking rock. Jeff's friends from home are the shit. Like everybody became friends. And that was just a beautiful thing. I literally was so exhausted one night and, and pretty hammered. And I'm just like a, like just weeping outside the bar with my friends of just how joyful it felt to have all of our favorite people together. And just to, to see everybody click. And let me tell you right now, when we were dancing in the boom, boom room to DJ Remo, okay. Who was our DJ at the wedding. We were dancing. I had, I was holding my buddy Jorge. Shout out to Jorge from Waimara. Um, but Jorge is a dear friend. He and I are spinning around the dance floor, the disco ball, like the lights are hitting us. It was like we took a tab of ecstasy. We did not. I was just drunk. I was just having a good time. I didn't even need hit a weed pen or edibles. I was just having a good time. And Jorge and I are holding hands and we're spinning together underneath the disco ball as like DJ Remo's doing a remix of like Madonna and Cher. And he and I are both crying. And we're he looks at me, he goes, I've never had so much fun in my life. And I'm like, me either. And we're so sweaty. And it's the bodies are just smushed. And it's just, you know, oh my God, it was just one of the that to me will always be a core memory. Me and Jorge, Jorge and I just holding hands. Not even I don't even know where Jeff is. Jeff's smoking cigars with the boys outside. You know what I mean? I'm like, he, I don't even know where he is. And literally just Jorge and I are just holding hands, spinning underneath this disco ball. Like this was the greatest time ever. And I think that was one of the greatest things. So this is this is the advice that I would give you. Okay. When you're planning your wedding, just invite the people you want to be there. And unfortunately, we invited some people that we wanted to be there that that didn't make it. And, you know, shit happens and everybody has lives and kids and, you know, shit was going on and popping and we're still in a pandy. So shit was popping. But, you know, we were, we were all just invite the people that you want there. You don't have to have the sixth cousin removed that you don't know. Invite the people you want there. And the people that who are going to come for you are going to show up. And that's all that matters. And I want to say, because I know so many of our friends listen to the podcast, is will we be doing a vow renewal in Italy in five years like we had planned? Maybe not, because I might murder Jeff, but no, we will. But everyone's like, we got to do this again. We got to do this again. And I was like, we're going to have to. So you better believe I'm 35 turning 36 next year. You better believe my 40th birthday, wherever it is, is the <laughs> wedding remix. I don't even care that it's my birthday. I just want my friends together. I need an excuse. I need Jeff to like go to law school and pass the bar. So we have an excuse to throw a fucking party for passing the bar. You know what I mean? I just need him to do, you know, I don't know, get an MBA, do something. By all means, it's a bigger conversation. Do something. But I just need you to get an MBA or, you know, I don't know, sign up to be a dentist and go to dental school. And just so then we can have another fucking rager with all the same people and be like, Jeff, Jeff's a dentist. Fuck yeah. I mean, I'll go to dental school. I don't care. I, I, I don't care. I'll do whatever just so that we have a moment to all be together. I'd be like, Heather became a dentist. Let's go. But my biggest, what I was trying to say is the night before the wedding, if you can, even if it's intimate, it doesn't have to be fancy. Get everybody who's invited to the wedding to the welcome party. Do a welcome party as opposed to a rehearsal dinner. That's what you want. Get everybody together. It could be a fucking backyard barbecue. Doesn't have to be fancy. Just get all the core people together so everybody meets. 
you know, put everyone around a fucking campfire, have some s'mores and a couple bottles of bourbon and let everybody meet. So that way, when you get to the wedding, everyone's already dialed in. You know, people are on the dance floor fucking throwing bows, dropping down, getting their eagle on because they already know, dude, that's my boy. I met that, you know, did you meet Preston last night at the fucking welcome party? Dude, Preston and I were out till 7 a.m. Next thing you know, we're at a gay nightclub. I didn't even know I was gay. Preston's definitely dialed in with the homosexual community. Next thing you know, Preston and I are sucking each other's dicks. Now we're we're getting married at this at this wedding. I didn't even know I was gay. Like that's that's how dialed in it was for the wedding. We had people didn't even know sucking each other's dicks the night before and then being like, I realized I was gay. That's how great it was. There was also a lot of sex happening. And obviously we had a lot of married couples. There wasn't, there, I don't think there was any swinging. There may have been, but there was so much the single people with the other single people. There was mingling. There was married couples having sex in the olive trees, in the olive grove. I saw two friends of mine. You know, I walked outside to smoke a quick cig and literally two friends of mine emerge from the olive trees. And I'm like, you guys good? And they're like, we're having a great time. And I'm like, you probably just got Lyme disease because I feel like there's probably ticks back there in the olive grove. But live your life. All that matter. Don't give a fuck about the gifts. Don't give a fuck about anything. Just get your people together. And if your seventh cousin removed is not a part of your life, tell your aunt to suck it. Be like, sorry, weird cousin Michael's not coming. No one knows him. But you know who is coming? Cousin Preston, who's going to get everybody's dick sucked? (laughs) You know what I mean? That's the way it is. That's the way it has to be. But also make your own rules. Like when I got there, I was just worried about all the minutia, all the details of everything. And y'all could hear me just unhinged, spiraling in every interview, pre-wedding, But it was because I had so much work. You know, it was like the work was still piling. Jeff had so much work. We're both like trying to balance all this. But of course, men are just like, I only focus on one thing at a time. So I'm going to finish up this deal over here. And then I'm going to pack my suitcase three hours before we leave for the wedding. And that's why I was losing my mind. Meanwhile, I'm, okay, this is ordered. That is it. My dress is in. Like, I was worried about all those things. When we finally got to Italy, it was like, Take a deep breath, bitch. Have three bottles of wine at lunch. Smoke 10 cigs with the other Italians. Nobody gives a shit. And vibe. And just vibe. But now we're back to eating protein bars, sweating in the office. I got to put patio furniture together. You know, that's where we're at. That's where we're at. I might take an Adderall today and just zip, zap, zop through the checklist. Because there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot on the checklist to get done. And that's okay. And that's okay. That's all right. Because God is good. And I hope that my marriage makes it to the five-year reunion, the five-year vow renewal, just so I can do it all over again. Because I had so much fucking fun. I had so much fun. I had so much fun. And to be careless and not even careless and reckless. I'm not trying to say careless and reckless because everybody like, (laughs) nobody like, Nobody did anything illegal that I know of. But to be out with my friends at this, like shutting down this bar in Italy every night at 5 a.m., just 
there was one moment after the welcome party, which the welcome party was the most fun I've ever had. And then the fact that I had another wedding the next day, I was like, oh my God, we have to like throw a wedding was mind blowing. And I'm on the booth and my friend Taylor is staring at me and all my friends were like hyping each other up, my friend Emily, and we're all dancing on the top of this booth at this bar that we're shutting down and they're playing Pitbull. And we're like, it's going down. We're yelling, Timber, you better move. You better dance. And Preston's like, I'll suck everyone's dick. (laughs) And we're all holding hands and we're just fucking dancing. And I'm in that gorgeous Aperol orange dress that made me feel like a goddess by my friend Cy, the designer at Waters. And I'm just like, this is the best night of my life. I can't believe my friends are cool. I love my husband, but he's kind of annoying. But that's okay. Because that's why we're here. Like, that is what was going on in my mind. And I'm just, I just had so much fun. It was just good post-fucking pandemic to get everybody together. And that's how much fun we're going to have on the fall tour. Let me tell you something right now. Do you know what I love? I love you guys. You know what I want to do? I want to get you all in a room. And I want everybody to hug each other and bite on each other. And, go, mm. and you look at and you go, hey, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? And you're like, oh, we're all so excited to listen to Heather bitch about Jeff on stage. <laughs> and it's going to be so much fun. And that is, wow. Okay. I just sweat through my shirt. My cortisol is through the roof. Um, I'm sorry. I was rambling. I knew y'all needed like a thorough deep dive. And this is, this, we could do hours on the last month of my life. We really could do hours, but um, we're already at an hour. So what I want to do though, is we will get into the voicemails next week. I absolutely promise. As always, you can call on the hotline, 800-213-7503. Call this week. I will be going through the voicemails. We're going to do all voicemails for the next two weeks. I've got to get into y'all's issues because I know while I was abroad, There were a lot of other issues happening back home and everywhere, universally. So as always, you can call in 800-213-7503 to the absolutely not line. In the meantime, between time though, arrivederci, ciao bella. I'll see you guys next week. I love you. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.